eating celery? Yes. All right, folks, welcome to episode <laughs> 209 of the Firmware Update, the beginning of our E3 coverage. We are giving you two conferences today as we do our best to catch up and let you guys know what in the blue hell happened at E3 in 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti. Joining me from midway across the nation, Joe Garcia. That's me. In that golden spot right in the middle there. It's quite <laughs> quite fantastic. How you do, how you feeling tonight, buddy? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh how did you where E three has come and gone. How do you feel about it? Uh pretty good year. Uh solid year. Um I mean uh, yeah, it's just unfortunately it doesn't seem that we didn't get any like the real, you know, big marquee reveals that you know the E three uh, so famous for pulling, but you know what? What did was shown um, was real good. I thought. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of an NXT, like of a okay NXT takeover. Like <laughs> with NXT takeover, it's either like this landmark event in wrestling, or it's a really solid show. And I think this year we got a really solid show. In a nutshell. Yeah. All right, so let's head right on to it. Me and Joe are splitting uh, duties this year. Thank you very much for helping me with that, Joe, as there are quite a few conferences this year. <laughs> yeah. So to start things off, we got that hot opener, EA. <laughs> yeah. And um, how, how did your predictions go uh, with EA? Did, did, did you get were able to wrangle those predictions up? I did not, so we'll have to save those for... We'll give an update next show, as I have to re-listen, because, okay, full disclosure, people, uh, when we started the show and Joe came off hot with his, I realized that mine were a little boring, so, <laughs> so I had to really step it up and uh, give some actual good ones, and long story short, I sort of ad-libbed a lot of those guesses, and I kind of forgot, so... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to re-listen, and uh, maybe I can remember stuff on the fly, but for right now, I have no idea what I said for either show, so we'll, we'll get that update next show. Mm. But how did you do on EA, Joe? Uh, EA, I did okay. Um, my, my predictions for EA weren't exactly, you know, weren't exactly, you know, like out of left field, you know, Battlefield 5 getting a Battle Royale mode, that was pretty easy to predict. Yeah, that, was, uh, that was a layup right there. <laughs> uh, I did I did get, you know, Anthem's release date down. I said that was getting an early 2019 release date. Yeah, very that good. was good. But uh, they didn't announce anything for a beta or anything that, uh, so I, I got only half of that correct. And uh, no new Burnout game is, is in sight. So that, that was highly disappointing <laughs> uh, for me personally, but... Uh, but yeah, that's how my predictions went for EA. Excellent. I completely forgot. I think I th I thought of uh, something for Battlefield or something like that. I think they did say Levolution or something to that measure, but I don't. I forget <laughs> what was in there. Uh, but okay, so Joe, let's run through the show here. What, what what happened aside from a lot of boring business talk? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, they opened their their, their conference up with uh, with Battlefield Five. Uh, which had a pretty big presence. Uh, they kind of reve they revealed that game a couple of weeks ago, so they kind of, which I don't know. I mean, after after watching this presentation, struck me as kind of weird uh, in retrospect. It's like it probably would have been better as a longer, or maybe they, I guess they were just trying to cut time, uh, you know, from from EA Play or whatever. So I guess they kind of had to preempt it by announcing the game beforehand. But we got some details on it, uh, specifically that you know there were. 
they they very specifically said that the game would not have loot boxes uh, or a premium pass even. Uh, so that we covered that on a news episode a, uh, a couple of episodes back. But yeah, just to to reiterate, the Battlefield Five uh, will have microtransactions if you want to buy like cosmetics for your character and, and what have you. But for for you know new weapons and new maps, uh, everyone who plays the game is going to have access to that stuff for free. So. Uh, you know that's that's encouraging. Um, you know after Battlefront two, um, and and you know Dice, you know they developed uh, Battlefront and Battlefield, so you know they they, they got a very hard real look uh, as to what works and what doesn't as far as you know uh, paid DLC goes uh, in the marketplace right now. So uh, glad to see them uh, going ahead and not going in the direction with Battlefield five. I think our um, predictions for this show, I, I pretty much tanked just because I was so negative on EA. <laughs> like, I, I believe one of my predictions was they were going to talk about nothing but uh, uh, pay-to-play games or games with a lot of loot box and stuff. And right out of the gate, they're like, okay, no, come on. We're not that dumb, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> they're, Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, they officially announced that the game would get a Battle Royale mode. Um, they, they, I think they just called it Royale or whatever, as if there was some sort of copyright on it. Um, I mean, technically, I guess there kind of is, uh, in that, you know, it's like these Royale modes, you know, kind of spun off of that Battle Royale movie from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, um, the nice man on stage said that more details, uh, on, on Battlefield 5 would come later this year. Um, I'm assuming within about a month or, or two, uh, as that game will probably launch in October. Yeah, it looked uh, pretty cool, and with uh, Battlefield, they announced that there is actually, unlike Call of Duty, there's going to be, like, story, actually, like, small stories uh, that, uh, I I don't know if they're releasing them a little while after each other, but they're going to be, like, multiple stories, because I believe they gave the example that, you know, war is, like, full of little stories, so instead of just one overarching one, we're going to do, like, little tales here and there, and so... Yeah, which is is what they did with uh, Battlefield 1, Mm -hmm. uh... A couple of years ago, and that, and that went over pretty well. Um, you know, you got to see different, you know, characters and, and and you know, groups of soldiers and all that, and you know, getting those individual stories uh, was good. You know, you don't, you know, with some, I mean, yeah, and and that guy's right. You know, um, you know, sometimes those individual stories are are just as compelling as a giant, you know, epic, you know, war campaign or whatever. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to just kind of see the the smaller stories uh, that make up. You know the theater of war or whatever. Yeah, and I didn't know about that until you just mentioned it. But uh, I, when I first heard this, I was like, "Oh, that's a really good idea." Like, <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this pans out for him really well. Yeah, yeah, because uh, Battlefield, you know, those games are are always a lot of fun. Mm. All right, so what's the next? What's the next thing they talked about on good old EA? Uh, EA then transitioned over to <laughs> to I'm sure what was Malcolm's favorite part, uh, <laughs> FIFA. FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. I, I, uh, I did call this. I said they would talk about FIFA for way too much. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, it is a World Cup year, Malcolm. It's a, kind of a big deal. Yep. Um, and, and they had two announcements. Or they had one announcement and then one kind of like, oh, yeah, and by the way, we did this. <laughs> um, so for the, the announcement for FIFA 19, which is this, uh, the next game, uh, they announced that uh, they have acquired the rights to the UEFA Champions League, uh, which is a... An enormous deal. I know, Malcolm, you don't give a shit about soccer, and I barely give a shit about soccer, uh, personally. Okay. But, but but the UEFA Champions League is a tremendously huge deal. Um, and for and, and just as a quick kind of uh, explanation as to what that even is, like what, what the fuck does that even mean, um, the UEFA Champions League um, in, in soccer, what that is, that's the European 
uh, tournament that they hold every year. Um, like every country, of course, uh, over there has like their own like soccer league. And every year, the champions of all of those leagues come together and say, all right, who's the best fucking champion uh, out of all these leagues? And that happens every year. And it's and like, you know, like we brag about like the Super Bowl gets over 110 million viewers uh, every year or whatever. It's like, yeah, well, this triples that every year. <laughs> uh, it's a huge deal. Um, and it's kind of weird that FIFA didn't get the rights to it uh, until now. Um, <laughs> the one it was the one thing that that. Uh, the pro evolution soccer over at Konami had over FIFA. Oh wow! Uh, and, <laughs> and not anymore. Uh, so that's a that's a huge deal. Um, and I appreciate you for explaining it there because like it, you know soccer is not my bag. Admittingly, you know if you guys like soccer, absolutely. I'm so happy. This must be a big deal for you, and I'm happy for you. But I gotta admit, I was really lost because everyone was going was like applauding, and they were like, yes. yeah, like they, like even had the 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 Champion League trophy up on there. Uh, and the guy explaining it, he was like totally geeked about it. And, then, and I was like, yeah, all right, I guess that if you're a soccer fan, you, you gotta be pretty geeked too. Um, yeah, and I'm just like politely applauding. What's going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, you know, this being the world cup, the world cup, uh, kicked off this week, Malcolm. Uh, and, and they went ahead and reminded everyone that they did, uh, introduce a world cup update to FIFA 18. Uh, and they also launched a free trial of the game as well. Uh, which includes the World Cup update as well. So, mm. um, yeah, the World Cup is about the only thing I care about <laughs> as far as soccer <laughs> goes. Uh, kind of bummed that they kind of just got they threw this together as DLC for FIFA 18 as opposed to launching the full World Cup game that they've traditionally done basically since like 1998. <laughs> mm. uh, since doing FIFA games for so that kind of sucks for me, but you know whatever, it's fine. Yeah, sadly, but, uh, yeah, no there you go. That's that's your FIFA update. <laughs> sadly, no payload this show. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't know. I I, I don't have FIFA eighteen. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> but but man, the World Cup. I'm telling you, this it's it's been pretty exciting so far. Germany lost to Mexico somehow. That still blows my mind. Oh wow! <laughs> like the world number one team lost to number twelve team. Yeah, it, it's funny. The only reason I know Germany is a really good team because I believe I did have some Nintendo soccer game, and they were like the, one of the highest ranked teams on there. So I was like, okay, Germany's good. Yeah. <laughs> Defending World Cup champions right now. So. Oh well, there you see, they're good. Thank you, Nintendo. They're good. <laughs> like I mean, even Mexican fans, like fans of Mexico, they were like, light a candle for us because they were about to go play Germany, <laughs> uh, and it, they beat them one to nothing. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> okay, um, so in soccer, there is no like best of four or best of seven or anything like that. It's just one and done. No, no. Right now they're in the they're in the group stages right now. So everyone, okay. there there are thirty two teams, uh, each grouped into groups of four, uh, and the, everyone in those groups uh, they play each other one time uh, and they collect points based on whether they win, lose, or draw. Um, and the top two teams in each group, after all those games are played, uh, they advance to an actual like they then they go into the single elimination tournament part. Uh. Uh, and the two team, the bottom two teams are just gone uh, from each group. And then it goes into a proper, you know, knockout tournament. So that's the thing I do respect about soccer. Like with NBA, you can have a game be like 100 and something to 100 something. Or NFL, it can be 70 to 70. Now, <laughs> it's soccer, it it could end 1-0 because you messed up one time. <laughs> yeah. And if you cost your team the cup, you better move out of the country, man, because they will find you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the, and the top... A lot of the top teams are already like, man, how the fuck did that happen? Like, Germany lost to Mexico. 
Uh, Brazil tied with Switzerland, one to one, and what else? Uh, fucking and Argentina tied tied against Iceland, one to one. Iceland, man, <laughs> the first ever World Cup they've ever been in. That country's got three hundred thousand people in it. I'm impressed and shocked how much we're, soccer we're talking about right now. <laughs> hey, man, the World Cup. I love the World Cup. I, All right, I, man. I will stand for the World Cup. I don't care about any other soccer <laughs> until the World Cup comes. It's awesome. I, I, I will admit, I did watch, and I know some people are groaning here, but I did watch one soccer game uh, fairly recently. Uh, I won a contest when I was working at Metro PCS, and they gave me Skybox seats to watch, uh, I believe it was Italy and Brazil facing a soccer team. And uh, my God, like, we're, 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 first of all, if you can get Skybox seats and have the money for it, totally go for it. <laughs> it is just a joy. Air-conditioned room, not out in the sun. People, oh, it was great. But anyway, uh, you like the amount of slides that people kept doing in that game. It's like I- I'm shocked that soccer players can walk effectively because you have like these <laughs> freaking hundred and seventy-six pound dudes launching themselves like a torpedo at their ankles. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah, it, it's like uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, like soccer isn't like always my favorite thing, but it is extremely impressive. <laughs> like I'm always super impressed by 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 the athletes that play it. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, what's the next game here? Anyway, the next thing that they wanted to talk about was uh was more PC focused, but you know worth mentioning here is that they announced the uh, Origin Access Premiere. Uh and what that kind of is, that's kind of it's kind of like the 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 Microsoft Game Pass that they've got going on Xbox One. Uh, so what that means is that it includes launch day access to new, and this is for PC. Yeah. Um, this includes launch day access to new PC games, uh, uh, and the back catalog of EA and other publisher titles. Um, and you know, those games will, will launch day and date on, on origin access premiere as well. So like, you know, things like Anthem, uh, I forget what else, <laughs> uh, Madden, Madden's coming back to PC for the first time in a while. Ooh. Uh, you know, games like uh, on Battlefield five, those games will be on, on here as part of the subscription service, uh, kind of like with uh, what Microsoft's doing with their their Game Pass, where it's like, yeah, our first party titles are included uh, on day one with with this pass, with this subscription. That's what they're doing here uh, with that with PC games. So it's interesting to hmm. see them kind of taking that leap. Yeah, well, uh, it couldn't hurt. Like, uh, it looks pretty like a cool idea. I, EA does make some pretty high, high profile games, obviously. So this could be a yeah. really big hit for them. Yeah, and like I said, they're also including other publishers uh, with the service as well. Um, so we'll see. That'll launch this summer. I think it's going to be like fifteen bucks a month. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. All right. What else came next? Uh, let's see. After that, um, the host whose name I forget. Uh, she's from like what is it? What's Good Games or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, she went into the crowd to talk to. Uh, Renee, uh, she's also on Kind of Funny as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think she was, and she wanted to the crowd to speak to Vince Zampella of uh, Respawn Entertainment, uh, who, who the creators of Titanfall, um, you know, Titanfall one and two, uh, and apparently he went ahead and said, "Hey, uh, we don't have anything to show, but I'd like to let you guys know that we were working on a Star Wars game. It's called Star Wars Jedi: Colon Fallen Order." Uh, and that's a game that will take place between episodes three and four. Uh, they're targeting a holiday 2019 release date. Uh, apparently, it's supposed to be a dark game. Um, <laughs> basically, so, after Anakin murders uh, the Jedi oof. Order. Um, now, that's basically 
where the, that game will take place. All right. I got a few things to say. Do you have anything to say on this one, Joe? Um, it sucks that they're making Respawn do this instead of a new Titanfall. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think we're good on Star Wars stuff for a while. <laughs> maybe maybe just have, let them do their, their actual thing instead of making them do this license thing. But that's just me. Yeah. Speaking of just me, there were so many little pet peeves that I had about this little announcement right here. Like now we've joked about the lazy announcements that happen at E3. Like my favorite being the, but lovingly my favorite, the Pokemon on switch announcement with (laughs) basically a dude at his desk. Like, okay, we're, we're making it. All right. Now get out of my office. You know, (laughs) this poor guy, like he's at, the conference get him on stage yeah like he's just in the front row it's like if he's gonna if you're gonna just leave him in the front row just let him fucking sit there don't make him do this like they'll make him buy a ticket fly over and <laughs> stay in the crowd come on man and you know of course there was like no i don't recall there being any footage or even a logo no no there's nothing yeah it's just uh, like hey this is a thing like all right e3 hooray but like, yeah. okay Moving on, it's like oh god, I, I do blame Nintendo because they got away with uh, both the Pokemon game and Metroid Prime and four, and people are like, oh well, if they don't need, if people are, can not see footage and be excited for it, and we can win E three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with with Nintendo at least, it's like all right, you you know what you want out of Metroid Prime four. You know what you want and what you'll get out of a new Pokemon game. That makes some sense. So yeah. like with this, it's like it's like all right. Well, what the fuck? What the fuck kind of game is this? Like is I it said, a shooter? Is it a is it a character action game? It's like what the fuck? Yeah, like I said, Joe, lovingly they annoy me. <laughs> yeah. But with EA, especially you know after the debacle that was Andromeda, you know you you, you got to give us something. You get. You- <laughs> <laughs> give us some hope here you know but uh, anyway so but hopefully it'll be a fun game uh, it's an interesting time period to do it it's gonna be mega depressing but hey you, <laughs> you, you need a bit of that in star wars apparently yeah, uh, uh, and, and i trust respawn um hmm. uh, yeah like i mean they, they those time fault games have both been really good Mm. Um, you know, the fact that Timefall 2 did not sell is absolutely not their fault. It's actually, it's completely EA's by, for launching it literally right next to Battlefield 1, uh, a week later. Um, but yeah, so hopefully, hopefully they can, hopefully the, the, the Star Wars stuff can just kind of bring them an audience, you know? Yeah, I am curious for their take on it, I will say. Are, are we going to get Anakin running along walls and jumping into AT-AT? Actually, that could be pretty fun. <laughs> that I think about it out loud, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Shoot, hopefully, it'll be a good time. Yeah. All right. Moving on. What else did EA do or not do? All right. Uh, from, from this uh, from this Star Wars game, they transitioned over to Star Wars Battlefield or Battlefront Two. <laughs> uh, I wish it was Star Wars Battlefield. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the guy from Dice he, he came on. He, he they he kind of preempted everything by acknowledging the crappy launch that. that you know, that, that game had. Um, but, you know, then he kind of went into detailing some of the modes that are to come. Uh, but, you know, more importantly, I think they, he, he said that an update later uh, this year will bring the Clone Wars over to, to the game. Um, you know, new heroes and villains will make their way to the game as well, uh, mostly from the Clone Wars saga and all that. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like maybe they should kind of wind down <laughs> that particular game. Yeah. Did I? Uh, do you recall if I predicted Battlefront three or? Uh, I think maybe I don't know. 
Okay. I, have to, I think that was one of them. So obviously I didn't do it. They decided <laughs> to double down on uh, ba- Battlefront 2, which, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it seems like they're committed to still fixing this game, which, you know, I guess that's fine. Um, you know, people still play that game. Um, you know, people did buy it. So it, it's nice that they want to make right on it, but it's like... I mean, I it, it is possible to make it better. I mean, famously... No, yeah. No Man's Sky turned a corner, and I actually just bought uh, Street Fighter Five over the weekend. Yeah, that's that's the one I was thinking of. Was you know like uh, Street Fighter Five? You know that definitely had its warts when it launched, but you know that that game is legitimately great now. Um, it, it's it's the great game it was meant to be, uh, mm. finally. But yeah, I don't know. With something like Battlefront Two, it just feels like you know that game was just so antagonistic to the people who bought it um, that it it kind of really. Like it's one thing for a game, it's like to kind of underwhelm you, kind of the way Street Fighter Five did. But it's another thing entirely for the game to like actively just <laughs> treat the the people who bought it like <laughs> with disdain and like, hey, yeah, give us more money, you piece of shit. It's like, all right, <laughs> great. Like it, cool. the game, it was so bad that they are making laws in countries now to prevent games like it from being made. That's as bad a launch as I could think of. Off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard it's hard to say that when even. <laughs> <laughs> when even the government wants. Though to be fair, it's thanks to this game that I'm seeing less loot boxes all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, for every, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the best way to learn to make better things, right? Is is falling on your fucking face. <laughs> um, hard. <laughs> falling real hard. There's skin coming off that face at this point. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, on the plus side, though, you know, General Grievous being in there is pretty fun. Uh, Ben Kenobi is pretty fun. So, yeah, those are some good additions. Uh, Have you seen the Solo movie out of curiosity? I have not. Me neither. It's not due to not wanting to see it. It's just I'm poor. But uh, (laughs) for me, it's kind of a little bit of both. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm like I said before, like I'm going to pull a rogue one with that one. I'll just I'll just bum a a digital copy from someone who buys the DVD later Uh, this year and then I'll watch it from there. Speaking of uh, movies, I want to see a kind of a bummer. I probably won't be able to see Incredibles 2 in theaters. Uh, Have you seen that one yet? Uh, No, because I haven't seen Incredibles 1. So, oh, well. You should. But anyway, uh, <laughs> apparently in the sequel, there's like a two to three minute strobe light fight. Like no joke that the Incredibles and whoever the villain is are fighting in this like giant strobe area. <laughs> and it's really cool, but it's still flashing freaking lights for two, three minutes. Like it's the Pokemon episode all over again. for <laughs> But anyway, I digress. Uh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I, I probably will never buy this game. I haven't even bought the first Battlefront yet. So, but I, I do know people that are really diehard about this uh, about this game. So you know what? I'm sure they're having the time of their lives. Uh, not a game for me, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, there's a good game in there. It's just that EA wrapped it in some bullshit that makes it just completely undesirable for, for me. Yeah, that's the tragedy of this. You, you could tell that there is love in there, like deep you know, past the freaking microtransaction and all that garbage, you know, people actually did care about this and were trying the darndest to get it to look great. And it does look great. It's just all the negative stuff that came with it at launch is sort of like blurring a lot of people's vision of it. Mm. All right. Did, did they talk about a happier game next or? Uh, as a matter of fact, they did, Malcolm. Uh, they announced, they not only announced Unravel 2, they announced that it's available 
now. It's about they announced it. They announced and released it all at once, uh, which was great. Um, you know that game that that game stars that little young character. His name is Yarny, I believe. Uh, this one is now playable solo or in co-op. Uh, there's there's always two characters on screen. There's a new little yarn character. Uh, they, they can merge and split as the situation dictates, kind of like uh, the PS4 classic Knack 2. Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, you're damn right. <laughs> characters are tethered. Uh, they, cut, they, they, they tether together uh, when they're split. There's always at least a little bit of yarn between them. So, you know, splitting them up uh, kind of lets you solve some platform puzzles. Uh, looks cute. Looks real good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I could make a joke about, you know, like, did, was anyone seriously asking for this? But I'll, I'll be frank, the gameplay footage and the puzzles and uh, this could be like a really fun game to play with your spouse or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Uh, it could be one to play with the wife. So it looks like a fun concept. So hope it does yeah. well. Yeah. And, and I'm always a fan of that, of, of them saying, hey, look, check out this game. Uh, go ahead and play it today because it's out. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, cool. There was a little bit of that. There was quite a bit of that. I think like every conference had something to that measure that like, Hey, it's out right the fuck now. And like, I wish they would say it like that, but they never do. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on, Phil. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So that, that looked good. So what else did they announce next? Uh, from there, they moved on to sea of solitude. Um, a game that I think was announced a couple of years ago, but it is, it has been kind of brought under the EA originals umbrella. Um, which uh, that's the kind of like publishing, the, the kind of like side publishing job that that, that they they launched uh, a way out under. I believe they launched, uh, what is it, Fee or, or uh, under that. Um, so there's, there's a couple of games under there um, already. Um, this will be available early 2019. Um, I, I actually never heard of the game before uh, they showed it here. Um, but it's, it's, it's about a young girl whose uh, overwhelming loneliness kind of turns her into an actual monster. Uh, and she kind of has to explore this submerged city full of other monsters, uh, and apparently, and you know, interacting with these other monsters will hold the key to her uh, returning her to her, you know, human form or whatever. So that's it. Sounds like a really, really interesting, great game. Um, the 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 person directing the game, she 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 says it it's a very personal game to her uh, that she kind of drew from her personal experience, you know. For her own loneliness to make this own game, it's like, oh man. <laughs> um, so I'm interested to check this out. I am interested in this too, and the way I heard it described is like the whole game is an analogy for loneliness. Yeah. Which uh, I thought was a, you know, just the as someone who sort of grew up kind of like that, I, I, you know, a lot of the visuals like being in the water, it's like. Being by yourself, it can feel like in, you know, being depressed about it, it can feel like you're like underwater, like what the hell, like you're drowning. So it, I think it really fits. And uh, I'm very interested in the store. I love games that are like, have a message behind it. Like uh, Papa and Yo was uh, one of them. Oh, yeah. 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 Like that was an interesting concept that yeah, it was essentially an allegory of the designer growing up as a kid with an alcoholic dad. And I don't mm -hmm. know. It was so good. So I'm hoping this will be like a sleeper hit that uh, will turn a lot of heads. So I'm very interested, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, from there, they transitioned to NBA Live 19, uh, which is out September 7th. Uh, that their their mode, their story mode called The One, that's making a return as well. Um, but all they showed was that trailer. <laughs> uh, so it was like two minutes of NBA Live. So it's nice to see that NBA Live is good enough to 
justify a, a return to being an annual game. But I guess it still doesn't have the clout to justify more than like two minutes <laughs> during the conference. That's a shame. Like I'm rooting for NBA Live because I do feel that NBA 2K needs some competition, especially with some of the stuff I've heard about the previous games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really do hope that uh, Live gets its stuff together here because you know what you know competition makes things better. As uh, I've learned from watching WWE by itself as of the last decade, so. Yep. <laughs> I miss competition. I miss WCW. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really I, I hope it does well. You know, it's like it's not there yet, but who knows? Maybe in another 5 years or so. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Moving on. <laughs> uh from there Madden NFL 19 also got a trailer. Um should have predicted this one. <laughs> <laughs> um although yeah, that 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 little part was awkward. <laughs> I guess yeah. um, they brought out they brought out like the Madden NFL nineteen like esports champion or whatever. Um, I was like, all right, cool. But then they kind of talked about him for like <laughs> for like five or six minutes. It's like, okay. Uh, or, do you have anything to say about Madden nineteen? No, or really? Just... No. I'll save it. <laughs> I'll save it for the Mega sixty four episode that they do when they give it Game of the Year again. <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, now, is this where we transition very roughly to the two guys playing the mobile game? Yes. Oh. <laughs> a, live, a live shoutcast presentation of Command & Conquer Rivals. Uh, new Command & Conquer, folks. Um, we, you've all been asking for it, so here it is. It's it's a free-to-play mobile game. Oh, okay, great. Um, and... The game itself actually doesn't look too bad. Yeah. Um, yeah like, for a free-to-play thing, it's like, all right, yeah, cool. That seems like a, not a bad way to spend, you know, like, five or ten minutes. Um, but, you know, like, to have the whole match play out uh, live on stage for, like, eight or nine minutes, it's like, all right, man. <laughs> like, we kind of get what the game is. You don't need to show us the entire ten-minute match. Uh, and that, and I'm not, he's not kidding either. It was, like, ten, twelve minutes that this thing. And afterwards, I hated the term Nick at Night afterwards because that was the name of one of the players and the very loud and obnoxious announcer kept saying Nick at night with the missile attack oh my god it's like this did not need to be here <laughs> in this report oh, man I mean I mean yeah I mean I guess it makes sense that you know okay if they've got a free-to-play thing that they want that they want to make a big deal out of yeah I guess show it here but just doesn't have to be a 10-minute thing bro also Man, I think people would be pretty cheesed that, you know, they're not making a real Command & Conquer game. Mm. Yeah, a lot of people were. Like, uh, I remember Angry Joe, not you, Joe, but the other Joe. Uh, not well, Actually, not other Joe either. Goddamn. <laughs> that family Lesser needs- Joe. <laughs> Lesser Joe. Uh, but, yeah, he, he had, like, an entire rant on this conference alone, specifically, why did this have to be here, so... And a few others were not impressed with this. A lot of people, you know, spoiler, but a lot of people that I saw keeping up with the conferences were labeling this as one of the worst conferences, at least the, if not the conf- the worst conference of this uh, e- E3. Uh, I would say there would be one other in contention, which we'll get to when we get to it. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, this was, uh, I, I didn't like this at the very least. <laughs> No, it was not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Thankfully, this is not what they closed out on. Uh, Joe, what was next? Um, 
you know, after after they, they touted the success of their their play to gay play to give uh, charity initiative, uh, which was nice. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, from from there, they went on to Anthem. They closed with Anthem. Uh, they you know that got a trailer, uh, and then it got like this weird kind of like <laughs> kind of like a panel, I guess, to to close the show. Um, where you know I talked to some of the developers. Uh, I talked to I think Casey Hudson, who's the director or or the creative director on the game. Uh, and you know some of the points that they hit on was that were that you know for one it's not a multiplayer game with the story bolted on uh, is what they were kind of harping on. Uh, uh, you know, kind of, I guess if I had to think of what that might be referring to, I would probably think that they're talking about Destiny. Um, mm. The game is apparently designed to allow for story elements to be added uh, for, uh, quote, for years to come, which is bizarre. Mm. <laughs> um, um, you know, from, from what we gathered here, there are four character classes based on the different par armors that, you know, that you want to wear. Uh, you know, the, the javelins are, are, are as they're called. Um, they talked about how cosmetic microtransactions would be available, but no random loot boxes. Um, so again, EA kind of finally, I guess it, it, it probably, <laughs> I guess they probably learned a thing or two about microtransactions after Battlefront. <laughs> Thank um, you, Battlefront. <laughs> uh, I did like some of the color schemes here. Like one in specific made one of the robot suits look like uh, the the mech from Evangelion with the color scheme, the purple one. Like I, I thought that was cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and and the game will be playable solo as well. It's they say they they really hammered home that's like all right, it's it's definitely optimized for for co-op play though, um, but it is playable solo. Uh, and and they went ahead and announced the release date as well, which is February twenty second, twenty nineteen. I will say uh, one of the bits that I am concerned with so far, we're seeing a lot of action, which is, the action looks great, especially like it's essentially that Iron Man game you always wanted. <laughs> uh, and it looks great, though. My big concern is this is also what I thought look watching Destiny for the longest time. And uh, when we got it, it was uh, it got really boring, really repetitive. I hope that the next trailer we get, we get some of that story that they're boasting about. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what's going to draw me in. So I, I hope we get a little bit more there. But otherwise, uh, four four mech classes is pretty cool. They were also saying that you, you don't just pick one; you can get like a different suit and update it and what have yeah. you. So that's that's awesome. And yeah. and and a lot of the they were talking about there are going to be live events like that electrical storm that they showed last time. And all sorts of different enemies, which did look cool, including like the mock alien queen that came out at the end there. So yeah, um, yeah, it's just man, I, I don't know. It's like I'm not as just about Anthem um, as I am about some of the other games I saw I, I that I saw coming out of E3. Oh um, boy, and, yeah. And especially just as a as you know as a Bioware game, it just I don't know. It just doesn't just doesn't feel like a Bioware game, you know. Um, you know, like even with them trying to emphasize, trying to say, oh yeah, like it's, it's, you know, the story is still a major focus of the game. It just, I don't know, man. It just, it just feels like one of these games, you know, like, like, you know, like a Destiny or like, or like anything else where it's like, it just seems more like a way to, to kind of pass the time with your friends than it is about like exploring the universe, uh, the way, you know, those Mass Effect games were, uh, the way, you know, Dragon Age was, you know, things like that. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really cautious about it. Like, as the gameplay looks great. Like, I'm not going to say it's not, it doesn't look like a good game, but it's just, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not quite buying them saying that the, the story isn't 
on the back burner. Oh yeah, let's not forget this is the same company that last year said that single player day- games were dying. So, <laughs> <laughs> and now all of a sudden they're trying to tell us, oh, it's going to be a great single player experience. Like, uh. so I- I'm in the exact same boat as you, Joe, 100. Uh, percent I I'm very I'm interested in the game. I will say. Uh, is it going to be one that I'm going to pre-order? Absolutely not. I'm going to definitely wait to at least hear some feedback from people before I consider buying it. Yeah, I mean, as a Bioware game, like I'm definitely, you know, inherently interested in seeing what that what that turns out to be. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It, like based on some other stuff that I saw coming out, like like if it's just a way to you know play a game with your friends for a while, like I don't know. I feel like maybe the Division Two looks a little, like a more interesting version of that. If I'm being honest. Mm. Uh, so I don't know. It's I don't know. <laughs> I wish I was more excited for Anthem because if you told me, you know, like four years ago or like or after like Mass Effect three came out, you know, like hey yeah, and like and they've got this crazy ass giant <laughs> thing coming, um, you know, I probably would have been pretty jazzed. But you know, after now, like now, it's like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So on that happy note, how did you feel about the EA conference, Joe? Um. You know, there were a couple of there were a couple of nuggets in there. You know, Unravel Two, Sea of Solitude. Um, you know, I I mean, I've, I'm pretty sure more people were more enthusiastic about Anthem than I was, but but I'm sure other people were more enthusiastic about it. So overall, I think it was you know it was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, I don't know between things like Command and Conquer, um, Battlefront Two, um, still being a bigger focus than it really should be, um, and just not really any real like I wish it would had at least a little bit more on battlefield five as well um yeah it just feels like they were kind of treading water here mm. yeah i wouldn't describe it as fine like people made this out to be a shit storm and like no we've we've seen worse at e3 folks come on now no yeah like I, like like i wouldn't say it was like oh like like i don't think any of the conferences or, or presentations depending on the publisher were like outright terrible um like there were some that were like why did this even happen <laughs> <laughs> We probably know which one I'm talking about, <laughs> but 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 otherwise, it's like yeah, this is this is all right, I guess. But yeah, it, it was definitely not the hot opener worse. for E3 that I was hoping for, but uh, it, no, it was- <laughs> we would end up getting that hot opener next as we move on to Microsoft. And I was very I was very interested in Microsoft's uh, conferences here, mainly because of the ground that they're trying to make up for. Now, right off the bat, I do remember that they said they would announce three or less exclusives as I thought they were just going to go all in on the new console, even though we did get a tease about the new console. More, more on that later. But yeah. now they they were they really did fire on all cylinders. And I feel like it was a really it was a good showing. It was arguably one of the best uh, conferences at E3, I thought. Yeah, and definitely the best one that Microsoft has done in a while. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, let's let's get down to it. All right. So let, they start things off strong. Halo Infinite. As uh it was wasn't exactly too sure what they were showing at first, at least for me, because I was like, oh, is this the new Far Cry? Because it's a lot of wilderness shots that they do and then eventually it cuts into some <laughs> army guys and then they start walking through the rings and I'm like, Okay. Uh, I see what they're doing here. And we get a suit we get like a tight shot of uh Master Chief's ass and helmet, and cuts right to Halo yeah. Infinite, and uh, and it's using something called the Slip Space in- Engine, and uh, yeah, uh, no release date, 
No idea when it's coming. I wrote down that it looks not done. Like, <laughs> and but it's happening. And I guess that was just the hot take. Is like, okay, a new Halo is coming. Joe, what did you think about this one? Um, well, I mean, it's not a surprise that a new Halo is coming. It's just, it's good to finally just see it. <laughs> you know, um, it's weird that they kind of went to this to this naming. Uh, you know, six games in. Uh, you know, <laughs> like like none of the games had like subtitles or anything. They're always just straight up Halo one through five. Uh, and you know, I, I think this is a, this, this is the next game in it. So like, so it's weird that they would then just say, yeah, it's Halo Six, whatever. Um, but yeah, it looks like I'm sure it's gonna look good. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Um, you know, like Halo. You know, everyone kind of questioned why they brought. I mean, not why, because obviously the business sense, it makes business sense. But it was kind of funny that they, you know, they relaunched Halo basically after saying, yeah, Halo Three is all about finishing the fight, and then here comes. <laughs> Halo 4 to restart the fight. Uh, restart but, you know, the fight. <laughs> Halo 4 and Halo 5 were both great games. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. um, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully it's um, hopefully it lives up to, to those last two games because this has been pretty good so far. Um, you know, since 343 uh, kind of took over after Bungie. Mm. In good hands. So I, I'm interested to see it. Yeah, and I hope it, I hope you're right on that one. And we cut from uh, Halo Infinite to the fawns of the gaming industry, Phil Spencer. <laughs> I really just want him to just like slide in, punch a jukebox, and get it to start playing and start talking like it. Uh, that's the one thing I will give Phil Spencer. Like, I number one, I give him a lot of credit because he was essentially made the CEO or the head of Xbox at while it was sinking. And uh, he's done a phenomenal job. I thought I think he's done the best job he could, and is really like, you know, the, the ship's not sinking anymore. I'll say that much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and he just seems like a normal guy, which is the thing I like. Like he's just he was given this hand, and he's just fighting to get it back up because he knows that because he believes in the product, and he's trying to get it up and running again. So I really enjoy Phil Spencer here. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and he comes out, it welcomes us in. As he announces, there's a thousand people in the goddamn crowd. God damn it. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of Xbox dudes. All right. Yeah. A um, lot of them Xbox fans, uh, which is always annoying when, when you get, like, the super fans in the front row of your conference. It's like, man, they're just going to be hooting and hollering for every little dumb thing. There was a bit of that, yeah. But yeah. he then announces that they're going to talk... He starts off the announcements by saying that, Malcolm, your prediction was wrong, because not only do we have 50 games to show, but 18 are exclusives, and then he <laughs> the middle finger to the crap. He doesn't, but that would be, <laughs> I would have marked out if he said all that, but I'm not going to lie. So 18 exclusives, which out of 50, pretty small, but you know what? I'll take it. And 15 worldwide exclusives, another nice way of saying... Thank you for advertising what I'm going to buy on PlayStation 4. But, hey, this was a strong show. I, I thought, uh, good on him. So we get the first the first exclusive, and that's Ori and the Will of the Wisps. This game looks beautiful. It looks like Pixar made this game, I thought. Yeah, and, you know, for anyone that played, you know, Ori and the Blind Forest, um, this immediately went up. Uh, to your must play list uh, as soon as it was uh, right after it was announced, uh, however long ago it was. Uh, so to be able to see uh, a new trailer with it, you know, kind of cement that confidence, say, yep, that's definitely something I need to play once it's out. Um, yeah, that game, that last game was phenomenal. I, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. 
I will admit, like, this isn't enough to make me go out and buy an Xbox, but I'm bummed that this game isn't coming to PS4 because it looks great. I feel like Sandra <laughs> would love this game, so looks good. It's coming. Yeah, it's, in, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's coming in 2019. Once again, that is an exclusive. We then yeah. go. We then go to a world premiere as From Software comes out to say, "Hey, Malcolm, there's no Bloodborne two this year. You know why? Because <laughs> that because Sakiro Shadows Die Twice is coming." And once again, uh, this is a war- this is not an exclusive. It's a world premiere, right. at, as they show off essentially their take on a uh, Japan Souls like game, at taking a stab pun at Neo there, and uh, more on Neo later in the later's in these shows. Uh, but <coughs> really interesting, like it wasn't like your typical combat. Like famously, the samurai in it is like looking using a grappling hook and he's flying around all over the screen, getting shots at the enemies he's fighting. And you're getting the same classic and interesting monsters that you would get from, from a, from software game. And so it looked pretty cool. What did you think, Joe? Um, well, it's a big year for samurai games. That's for sure. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, this looks pretty good. Um, I was this the game that they teased during the the game awards or whatever? Yes, it was. That they said shadows die twice at that at the end of that one. So this is what they were talking about. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean this. I'm, I'm interested to see because people <laughs> love these from software games. Uh, I hopefully it kind of it's less Dark Souls than 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 everything else. Um, that's kind of what I'm hoping for is that you know they don't swing in that direction because they've got plenty of those games already. Uh, we don't need another one of those from from software. I agree. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully hopefully it's closer to to what you know uh what sucker punch and and what i guess koi tecmo have in store i don't know we'll see All looks right. good though yeah it looks fantastic we go from there to todd howard from bethesda as he comes <laughs> as he comes out to talk about fallout 76 man joe it's hard to believe that there's been 75 fallouts <laughs> it is great so Todd, I write down that Todd is needed for in the AEIA conferences because right off the bat, I thought it was really funny and entertaining. I enjoyed listening to a talk. No, yeah, and you know, I'll get into it when we talk about you know Bethesda, but like he, yeah, he really is a great presence mm. uh, on stage. Uh, he comes out and makes some announcements, including that Fallout Four is now out on Game Pass. So enjoy that, and it's out right now. Uh, actually, it might be later in the week, but uh, soonish, and then. It should be out. Should be up by now. Yeah. He then uh, he says, speaking of Fallout Four, he gives an interesting t- statistic that Fallout seventy six is four times the size of Fallout Four, which makes sense, being you know a multiplayer game. Uh, you, you probably need that. Space. You probably need that room. Yeah. So they play the uh, they play the trailer in here. Was this the debut or have they shown uh, this trailer? No, no, they they no, yeah, no. It's, it's a lot of what they showed was was already kind of seen in in you know the, that stuff they, they announced right before e3 um the bigger showcase for fallout 76 was during bethesda show yeah yeah so i write down about the trailer sure is fallout and virginia virginia looks great so uh joe what, what did you think about the trailer <laughs> um from what they showed at, at microsoft's thing um you know like it was fine it's like all right yeah it's it, it seemed like we said sure does look like a fallout game um but that for a lot of people that's perfectly fine uh, including myself so <laughs> all right that's a game that's one of those games you could just buy this for the year and be good if you're serious about doing everything in it so yeah it looks great we go from there to a 
world premiere, as they would say dramatically all throughout the night. As <laughs> Joe's game of the show, I'm sure. Life is Strange, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit was debuted. <laughs> and all right here, it looks Yeah, real- that's interesting. <laughs> it looks interesting. It's meant to be a pre- looks cute. Yeah. yeah. It look, it's meant to be a prequel to uh, Life is Strange 2 that's officially coming. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how it ties in because you're like, yes, this, this is part of the Life is Strange universe. It's like, uh, okay. Didn't realize you were building a whole extended universe here, right? <laughs> but all right. Um, and, you know, it kind of, I, I guess, yeah, it kind of, it's supposed to transition you to Life is Strange 2, but like, doesn't start any of the games that'll be. That were in Life is Strange one or two, so I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, it's turning to the Cloverfield, the video games, the series. <laughs> but yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting. You play this little kid who uh, uses his imagination to become a superhero, and you help the kid out. And he has an alcoholic dad, which is a bit of a red flag. So, but <laughs> <laughs> interestingly enough, not only is it coming out June twenty six, but it's free. It was another big deal. So yeah, completely free. It'll be out, I guess, in its entirety. Um, so I, I would imagine, I would imagine that it's not, you know, as long as, as you know the fully episodic, you know, Life is Strange uh, games that have been out already. But hey, man, the price is right. Worth mm. checking out. We then go to an exclusive as we <laughs> go to Crackdown Three, which I was not expecting to see, but there it is, and <laughs> it is Terry Crews Tastic. I wrote as it's pretty much Terry Crews's character 100% of the way. Uh, I make a joke that this looks like the sequel to Tron that I always wanted. And uh, I don't know. It didn't let my fire. Uh, it's coming out February 2019 is the release date. Joe, uh, how do you feel about this? Um, Man, that game just... They really did... <laughs> <laughs> they really need the shit to get off the pot with Crank Down 3. It's <laughs> just the long and short of it, man. Like, I loved Crank Down 1 back in the day, back in 2000. What was that? Fucking Jesus. 2000. God, it'll be 2011. Oh, shit. No, man. That game came out 2007, I think. Because <laughs> the Halo 3 beta was included on it, for God's sake. <laughs> so, um, you know, and that game, man, that game just whipped ass uh that game just you know people bought it because of the halo 3 beta but then they're like man this game is actually really fucking good <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then halo 2 came, or not halo 2 uh, crackdown 2 came out um four years later in 2011 and was fucking cold boogers on a paper plate just who <laughs> it's like man they they basically copied and pasted so much of that first game but like they it was somehow the original charm and it's like man this was just a giant bummer, and it'll be eight years or nine years by the time you know this one will be out. And I'm kind of afraid that you know that franchise's best days are behind it. Mm. Um, I mean, I hope that's not the case, but you know, after all these years later, you know, we've had you know Just Cause games, and we've had you know a couple of GTA games uh, come out, and you know, just a lot of great, a lot of great open world stuff has come since you know the last time Crackdown was worth a good goddamn. Uh, so I'm kind of afraid that this franchise's best days. Are behind it and the more i think about it the more bummed i am that they went on and continued with crackdown 3 instead of canceling it when they could have released you know scale bond instead <laughs> oh man hopefully, hopefully this was the right call yeah scale bound they did two e3s with scale bound my god uh but oh man 
if Crackdown 3 comes out and is bad also, or is boring also, uh, I'm going to be real annoyed that this came out and not scaled out. <laughs> so we move on to something that might might have gotten Joe's uh, a big smile on Joe's face, even though he already owns this game, as <laughs> kind of a shocker here. Near Automata is going to come to the Xbox 360 as it gets a definitive edition and is coming out on June 26th as well. Joe, how do you... What were your thoughts when you saw this? <laughs> well, I just think that it'll be coming out to 360. Uh, is it getting a PS3 launch as well? <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately not. No word yet if it's coming for Xbox One. Uh, <laughs> it's coming to Xbox uh, One. But yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, I'm happy that that you know that game gets to be put in front of more people. Um, that game was fucking phenomenal so uh yeah the more people the more eyeballs that gets in front of the better as far as i'm concerned mm. so from there we go on to metro exodus which was interesting they first of all they announced the the release date february 22nd 2019 but i don't know i felt kind of meh on, on this one it, like for i remember that first trailer which granted i don't think was 100 percent real or like in-game mm. engine i should say <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this time around, it just, you know, like, yeah, like the monsters looked interesting, but, you know, it, it didn't really light my fire. What do, what do you think, Joe? Um, I mean, those Metro games, the first two that came out were both really great. Uh, so I, I'm always, I'm definitely going to be at least interested to see how this one turns out. But, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's like, I feel like I kind of had my fill with those first two. Uh, and, you know, that the team over there is, is super talented. So I'm, I'm interested to at least see how it turns out, but. Yeah, like like I said, I, I think I might have had my fill of Metro games. Hmm. From here, we go to Phil, who uh, is an awesome guy for a bit, and then passes to Kingdom Hearts three, which would be <laughs> the first time we would see this trailer as and see it multiple times. <laughs> the first of seven times we'd see this <laughs> until Sony, where they did a different one somehow. <laughs> but all right, so. Uh, we see some more bits of the story. It's hard to believe that it's coming out on the 29th of January. Good Lord. It, it, I, I still can't believe that, that that it's real, but I guess I won't believe it until it's gold. But uh, <laughs> it's coming out January 29th. We see some more story beats, including the possibility that Aqua's evil. Which sure. you, yeah, Joe doesn't know who Aqua is. But, <laughs> I have no idea what that sentence means. <laughs> But hey, it looks fun. Uh, the The gameplay footage looks kind of crazy. It's hard to believe that that's in-game, especially with the one at Sony. But it looks fun. It's Kingdom Hearts. It's about time, most importantly. So, <laughs> mm. All right, moving on. A, a game that is near and dear to Joe's heart. Sea of Thieves. As, <laughs> <laughs> they had a really cool controller. But anyway, they... Uh, we get some... Uh, we get the promise that, hey, stuff is actually coming to this game. In the form of DLC of Cursed Sails in July and Forsaken Shores in September. And they played a, a little funny a little funny uh, commercial for it, essentially, as we don't really see any gameplay. Just like, hey, we're going to have a, a, some you know, ghost ships on the sea, and we're going to have like this one island that's constantly on fire. You're going to love it. So, Joe, <laughs> how did you feel about this? Um, I mean, the trailer was fun. I, I'll give it that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's just not a game that I ever got into. Um, it's it. I mean, I mean, there's there's a def definitely a dedicated uh, community there that does play that game. So it's it's good. It's it's you know I'm happy for them that they get more 
more of this. Because, um, you know, Sea of Thieves is a game that should be good, right? <laughs> like, mm. uh, kind of like, kind of like, the, <laughs> sucks to bring up this game again, but it's like this No Man's Sky type thing where it's like, <laughs> yeah, the promise, like the promise and the potential was amazing, uh, but it didn't quite hit uh, the way it should have. Yeah. Um, this is one of those for, games. You know, for, for, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that this feels like one of those games where you might want to wait till the definitive edition to come out. Or yeah. Whatever one has like all the DLC in it, <laughs> but we'll see. I, I, I'm with you. I'm gonna try to hope that this picks up because the launch not good, not good at all. It, I didn't think yeah, anything. Could stop. Yeah, and the stories I hear about. Go ahead. Wait, go ahead. Uh, oh, go ahead. I, I was just saying, like, I didn't think a game could top No Man's Sky as far as a bad launch, but hey, they did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the kind of story that I hear about. You know, Sea of Thieves, it, it falls into one or two categories. It's like one, it's like, like oh, oh yeah, like me and my friends got together and we fucking were pirates, and it was this incredibly amazing thing. And like these things happened that I've never seen happen in a video game before, and it was awesome. Uh, and you know, that's one type of story I hear about the game. And the other is like, yeah, I, I got my friends together, and nothing really happened, and we don't understand why we, we should keep playing it. It's mm. like, oh, okay, <laughs> so. Um, it feels like for some people, you know, that, that special thing happened and, 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 you know, it was able to bring them back into it. Uh, but for a lot of people also, it just did not, just never came together. So, um, hopefully maybe with these updates, uh, more people will be able, be able to experience, you know, that, that, that X factor that, you know, that a few people got, but not everybody. Uh, from there, they talk about Battlefield 5, which we talked about already in the previous conference. Uh, from there, we get exclusive world premiere, a combo joke. As they announced uh, Forza, <laughs> Forza Horizon 4, which I should have kept as a prediction. but uh, <laughs> Yeah, who would have thought <laughs> that the game that's come out like clockwork every two years would get another one? Yeah, I, I, I could have sworn they were talking about like multiple games. Like maybe the game hadn't come out yet, but no, it was just Forza. The reason I kept hearing Forza every time is because it was a new game. <laughs> but I write down that it sure is more Forza, but uh, it actually is graphically really impressive. As it they, is. As they show the seasons, and apparently depending on what season it is, it could greatly it greatly affects uh, the landscape that you drive on. As this is essentially, uh, like, I think of it as a prequel to Mad Max, in that, you know, the... <laughs> There's obviously no government or law anymore because you just drive whatever the heck you want yet, but nobody's like <laughs> killing people and what have you. They're just driving around, which is probably would be the first thing that I do if the apocalypse <laughs> comes. I'm just going to get in the car and start driving. <laughs> no, the, con the conceit in these, these Horizon games is that there is a festival uh, hosted in the country. Uh, and, you know, these festivals, you know, they bring together all these people. Uh, and you know they set up all these crazy ass races for love of for love of racing and driving around and whatnot, uh, different kinds of cars. And it's like, all right, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like this this one specifically takes place, uh, I believe, in England. Uh, the previous two, like the Horizon Two, was like on the border between Italy and France. Horizon Three was in Australia. This one's in England. Um, you know they've got the seasonal changes or whatever, which which is pretty cool because. Uh, you know, the last two games, they had, like, snow in them, but they were, like, part of, like, ex paid ex expansions for the game. So it's nice to see them. They just say, hey, yeah, you get all seasons here uh, just as part of the game. Um, and, yeah, like, the, the Rising games are a lot of fun. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to, to check this one out. 
Mm. And uh, they did, they showed off quite a bit. They showed like all multiple players playing together, driving all over the countryside. As I was uh, saying earlier, like depending on what season it is, it affects the driving course. And that like if it's winter, for example, you can now drive across that lake that they showed off multiple times. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Is that yeah, you can drive across a frozen lake that you know you couldn't be able to drive over in you know, the summer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no word if uh, a, hover, a hovercraft is going to be in there, or excuse me, a submarine is going to be in there so you can recreate your favorite scene from uh, Fast and Furious 8. But, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, this is coming out October 2nd, 2018, so not too far away. So yeah. look forward to that. So Phil Spencer comes out again, and he's got his big boy pants on, Joe. As he's <laughs> got his dinkles on. Yeah, he's got his dinkles on. He's got that. His dinkles. It's time for him to lay it down. He's got to show the world that Microsoft means business. As he announces that uh, he spent some money, Joe, and he bought a few studios, mm-hmm. uh, starting with, uh, now I don't know if this is the name of a studio or this is just the group, what he calls this group of studios, but the initiative. Then they got Undead Labs, who uh, primarily make zombie games from the sound of it. I think they did State of Decay. Is that true? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they also got Playground Games that's working on a new project that's not Forza. Yeah, because they they have primarily done they their primary work um, has been all four of the Horizon games. So, you know, after seeing Guerrilla Games and various other studios do something outside the norm, I endorse this. So, <laughs> probably the big shocker for me, they bought Ninja Theory, the makers of Hellblade. So, mm. yeah, good on them, and uh, I believe they made a. Uh, Heavenly Sword as well. Yeah, they made Heavenly Sword. They made you know DMC Devil May Cry. Uh, that that the the best DMC game, by the way. Uh, that's just a fact. I'm sorry <laughs> for anyone who disagrees. You know that's just a fact. So all I do is all I do is state them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's a pretty huge deal, I think, um, because you know as we were talking about in our prediction show, um, Microsoft definitely needs some first party. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh uh, you know, as much as I enjoyed the for- as much as I enjoy the Forza and, and the Gear series, uh, Halo, things like that, um, they they just need more stuff. <laughs> they just need more to justify, uh, you know, buying an Xbox One, uh, and this is a huge step in towards doing that. Um, and I'm reading some more details here. It turns out it looks like the the initiative, as it's called, is 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 more of a uh, kind of like the how it, it's what houses these studios, I guess. Um, okay. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, kind of like what Santa Monica Studios. It, it seems like what Santa Monica Studios does for for Sony, uh, and ironically, this is going to be based in Santa Monica as well. Um, you know, where Sony Santa Monica, you know, obviously they develop games, uh, but a lot of what they work on, a lot of the work that they do when they're not working on their own games is kind of support uh, for you know other studios bringing games to ps4 uh so it seems like it'll be kind of that uh for the initiative here so Mm. and the last company they bought is compulsion games who are making a game called we happy few and i don't know about you joe it feels like i've been waiting five years for this game (laughs) yeah um and that game is still coming to ps4 um because uh gearbox is published is the one publishing that game uh so this particular acquisition does not affect that particular release. Um, but, you know, Phil Spencer, uh, you know, he was on Giant Bomb's podcast uh, the day after, or a couple days after, 
uh, he usually goes he goes on every year to talk to to, to Jeff Gersman over there. Mm. Uh, and he 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 was saying that he's like, yeah, like like we're still gonna like we're not we're not doing anything with we happy few. We're not gonna take any, that game away from anyone. Uh, it's a, that game was kind of already. Like like those that deal was already kind of like set <laughs> when they acquired uh, the studio and he's like yeah we don't have any interest in, in taking that away from people uh, so that's fine uh, but moving forward he said that like, yeah the studio obviously would, would be working on on exclusive stuff following that yeah speaking of we happy few uh, thankfully I won't need to endure it at another E3 as they announce it's coming out August tenth two thousand eighteen so <laughs> just a few months show. Yeah. Uh, so from there we go to an exclusive, and it's uh, <laughs> Player Unknown Battlegrounds. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that was weird. Yeah, it feels like kind of cheating here. It's like, oh, this is... <laughs> yeah, that one seems a little cheap. It's uh, what map for for the game, I guess. Yeah, it was like <laughs> DLC. Uh, they were talking about war mode, new as well as other new modes and what have you, and I'm sure stuff. Uh, that's coming in winter 2018. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, okay. So from there, we go to another world premiere as Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. A lot of Definitive Edition this time. This year. <laughs> but it's finally coming to Xbox. This is coming in the winter. Uh, have anything to say on Tales of Vesperia? Uh, when did that game originally come out? You uh, know? That is a great question here. I, what I've heard of that game is that, you know, it's one of the best in the Tales series. Um, so it's cool that it's coming here and I guess it's going to come with, uh, with some stuff that didn't make it to the West with its original release. Um, uh, so, you know, that's, that's cool. Wow. It came out in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. So it's that due. <laughs> so that's coming. And from there we go to another world premiere, a game I'm really excited for and I hope does well here. Division 2, as we get a pretty nice extended look at the game, starting off with, I thought it was a jungle, but really it was just a park, as they're essentially progressing <laughs> through the capital. It uh, looks great. America, once again, is on the brink of collapse. I'm really hopeful of this one. If, there, <laughs> if there's one that I could give <laughs> thoughts and prayers to, it would be the Division 2, as I really want this to be a good one. It, it was super fun, and I had a... <laughs> But I had a good three or four months of play out of it. You know what? For a for a sixty dollar game, that's not bad. So, so that's but Division Two is coming out March fifteenth, two thousand nineteen. We'll probably talk a lot more about this when we get to the Ubisoft one. But what did you think, Joe? Um, I mean, coming out of the Microsoft one, I was like, all right, yeah, I guess. It, I mean, it, it makes sense that they, <laughs> it makes sense that they're kind of showcasing it here a little bit. Um, but you know, coming out of Microsoft's thing purely, it, it, it didn't quite grab me yet. I was like, oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, like I said, we'll talk more about it during Ubisoft's thing. Uh, but that's where it really kind of that's where it finally actually grabbed me. Uh, coming out of Microsoft thing, it, it, I don't know, it was okay, I guess. All right, from there we go to Ashley Spiker, which is an awesome last name, head of engineering for Microsoft. Uh, hmm. She's basically out to talk about Games Pass and talking about Fast Start, which is a way to get start the games faster. So right on. Yeah, I think that was promised when both of these consoles launched five years ago. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> but was quickly abandoned by developers for both machines. It's like, what the fuck? Like the whole thing when they were when they announced both the PS3 or the PS4 and the Xbox One was like, yeah, like we got to install the games fully, but 
you'll but like you'll be able to go into the game anyway, you know, and and you know be able to do something within the game. It's like, all right, all right, cool. And then the reality of that situation is, yeah, you'll get to go in, you'll get to open the game and look at a menu or look at a screen while the full game installs. It's like, well, that's not really what you promised at all, is it? No. <laughs> and you know, both the PS4 and the Xbox One are guilty of that. So I'm glad that they. And again, Phil Spencer, he talking to to Giant Bob again. He was like, yeah, we're as guilty as anybody uh, for that. Like even recently, because he was talking about like um, State of Decay 2. He's like, yeah, I installed State of Decay 2, and, and it said ready to launch, and I launched it, and it was just a menu. And he's like, I'm not super happy about that. <laughs> so it's good. Good on Phil to actually recognize that that sucks mm. uh, and to say it out loud. Thank you, Sam, man. Phil, Phil Spencer's the dude, man. He's, he's great. <laughs> um, so, and I'm glad that they're taking some real steps to actually correct to that. Let's see. They also announced some games out in June on Game Pass. Uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Forza 4, and Crackdown. Okay, I might be right misreading this but crackdown three which okay i suppose that's coming out soon enough so uh out today however is the division elder scrolls and as uh todd howard talked about earlier fallout 4 from there we go to a id with at xbox what's that what's that i said that's a lot of stuff on my game pass a lot Mm. of very expensive games yeah it it definitely is is for sure so yeah that's tight and going on we go to a montage which are my favorite things at these godforsaken conferences <laughs> as i actually take the time to write write down quite a few all the games that i see here that don't get aren't quite important enough to get their own thing but hey let's throw it in a montage including stuff like outer wilds after party kingdom two grounds <laughs> golf club get it 2019, Warhammer Vermiti, Fringe Wars, Below, Kong Blade. Kong Blade? Long Blade, I think it means. Okay. Oh, I like Kong Blade. What the fuck is Kong Blade? Yeah, my dog's chew toys as a blade, ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> Waking, Ragey, an ancient Super Meat Boy Forever, which is a sequel? Or like it caught me off guard. Planet <laughs> Alpha, Islands of Nine. Sable, not from WWE. Oh. <laughs> Harold Halibut, Bomber Crew, Children of Morta, Wood Road, Wargroove, <laughs> Generation Zero, Dead Sails, and Ashman. Hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> they sure are games in a catalog, you'll see one day. But... <laughs> um, it's a shame that a lot of those games are relegated to a montage, because some of those games look really great. Um, Below is a game that, that's that been coming for a while. Um kind of surprised that they didn't showcase that one because they made a pretty big deal of that one at previous C3s. Mm. Uh, and that Sable game uh, <laughs> is actually a gorgeous-looking game. Um, I'll, I'll show you this. I'll link you the story that I saw on The Verge about it. Um, but, yeah, apparently it's... Yeah, from the headline here, it says that it looks like a Mobius comic and it plays like Breath of the Wild. So it's like, okay. Oh, nice. And, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the screenshots of this game. It's like, man, this game looks crazy good. And I'll I'll give you a second to, to kind of check out the screens in that story uh, and, you know, let you see for yourself. But uh, I think it looks pretty good. That's a game that kind of came away very interested in. Uh, after after 
three. Nice. All right. I'll definitely look at this. Now, a conversation me and Joe had, he asked me on text, like, are there any games worth getting this year other than Spider-Man? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I struggled, but re-watching some of these conferences, it turns out there are some things to get this year, Joe, including Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the epic conclusion to the trilogy <laughs> of the worst best-selling game of Square Enix's lineup. <laughs> Is it a trilogy? Did they say it was like a trilogy? Well, yeah, it's like it's a continuation of the previous two games, so trilogy, and they did say that, say conclusion or ep, you know the finale in the trailer too. So trilogy, mm. uh, that's going to come out September fourteenth. So the week or a week, two weeks before Spider Man, which is really dangerous. But you know what? That's also Tomb Raider with its release dates, unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be uh, exclusive to Xbox for a year like the previous one does. Did no, so. yeah, I think Square Enix learned uh, from that particular uh, experience there. Yeah, that so was... go ahead and just put that on most consoles. <laughs> put let's let the people that beat the other console two to one have a shot at it too. You know? <laughs> we then go to exclusive, which I thought was Skate Four or whatever. But it's, uh, <laughs> what the hell was this? Like, God damn it. I actually, that, go ahead. Where the fuck is Skate 4? Just make Skate 4. Somebody make Skate 4. Yeah, it's just. so good. Th there was no gameplay footage here. It's a, the game's called Session. And it was just some dude skating around and at one point physically injuring himself <laughs> by, by wiping out. Okay. I guess. And just, that's it. Like, it. At the end of it, the crowd didn't know what to do. It was like, was that gameplay footage? But like, no, no, what's? Oh man. Uh, so we're moving on. We got... <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, this game, this game, this game was on Kickstarter uh, a while ago. Oh boy. So I mean, I don't know when it's actually coming out. Estimated delivery January 2018. <laughs> <laughs> so in case you were wondering how that's going. Oh boy. So from there, we go to Black Desert, which looks like an interesting action MMORPG type of deal. Uh -huh. And it's got a beta for this fall, so okay. Sure, sure. Moving on, Joe. It's not DMC, because who want who wants that garbage? You know, <laughs> what the, you know what the fans really want? That Nero dude from, from number four. <laughs> Bad favorite. It's like fan favorite character, fan favorite game. Let's do that. It's like as Nero returns for Devil May Cry Five, because because the hell with DMC and uh and I will say this the 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 one thing I liked about that trailer uh, was the the girl the girl who basically makes him upgrade to whatnot. I thought she was fun. Yeah, but, I mean, the, the trailer looked good. The game looks good. I'm sure the game is going to be good. Um, I doubt they're gonna just going to say, hey, let's do a game like Devil May Cry 4 again. Um, but, man, I just... Man, it's just it's just a bummer that I don't think we're ever going to get more DMC-style games. Uh, so he's got a robot arm. The music's good. The combat yeah, looks yeah. tight. And, hey, Grandpa Dante. Hooray. <laughs> on a motorcycle with the weirdest look on his goddamn face. What happened there? Uh, <laughs> That's coming out in spring, so that's awesome. Then from there, we get from Capcom, Hideki Itsuno, the director of the game, and Matthew mm. Walker, a producer slash translator. And pretty much the the emphasis on this was DMC's done as he as Hideki's like, yes, you guys wanted it to come back, so it's back, for, for whatever reason. So. 
And uh, (laughs) Hideki seems like a cool dude, I will say. He seems to take this franchise really serious, so I feel like he's going to take the sequel serious. Uh, Like Joe, I didn't... I guess I'm like... We're like the only two people in America who didn't... who actually enjoyed DMC. Like God, that game was good. It was great. Uh, the but, best one. But anyway, we go from there to another exclusive as Cuphead, the delicious last course DLC is announced <laughs> as we actually get a female character, Miss Chalice, and that's going to come <laughs> in 2019. Joe, are you stoked? Uh, looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. From there, we go back to another exclusive, as we go to Tunic, <laughs> which is essentially Zelda if Link was a fox, is what I wrote down here. And had a lot of shapes. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda for furries. <laughs> so, exactly. It's like, you could have easily given that character a green cap, and it would have looked just like Fox Link, essentially. But, oh well. Uh, it looks like it'll be a fun game, so... From there, we go to yeah. Phil, who loves the tiny fox as well, as he says. And he says that from this point on, and there's 15 minutes of show left, it's nothing but world premieres, Joe. So <laughs> we then cut to what, for me, was the game of the conference as it comes out of neck at a left field as Bandkai Namco. Mm. We, we see some iconic shots. We see the statues from Naruto. We see the Thousand Sunny from One Piece. And we see Frieza's ship. It from from Dragon Ball, and uh, from there it cuts to of all places the real freaking world, and Frieza <laughs> is tearing up up but real estate, and then it cuts to both Goku, Luffy, and Naruto teaming up to take down Frieza and save the world, as Jump Force is announced, and it then cuts to a dramatic shot of light of light and Ryuk from Death Note watching everything transpire below coming out 2019. It's amazing that Goku has been in back-to-back games that stole the spotlight from me from a Microsoft show, but holy shit, this looked awesome. Um, Joe does not think so. Apparently. Yeah, that's all right. I guess <laughs> it, it looked like it, it just came out of left field. It looks really good. It, it from what I've done researched on, it looks like it's going to be a three-on-three arena fighter, so sort of like Dragon Ball Fighters, except in a 3D environment. Uh, they, if you look online, you can see there are actually demos out already. That, well, by demos I mean there on the floor, uh, <laughs> as essentially from uh, Dragon Ball, Freeze and Goku are selectable. From One Piece, Luffy and Renoa Zoro, the swordsman, are available, and Naruto and Sasuke are available as well to play and you create teams of three and you fight each other and it looks like a fun time. So not unlike, uh, the Naruto games that have been out, uh, which whose names I can never remember, you know, the video games, right? <laughs> yeah, I know those ultimate Ninja storm games. Thank so. you. Thank you. Ultimate Ninja storm. Come on, man. How do I remember? <laughs> I don't buy them. <laughs> All <Neither> right. <laughs> so from there we go to dying light Two. Joe, this must've been a barn burner for yeah, man, Dying Light, man, that game was so good, and not enough people, I mean, the, the fascinating thing about Dying Light is that we, a lot of people play that game now, uh, apparently, like, I just read a, a story on Polygon, uh, kind of talking to the developers of Dying Light 2, and and they're talking about the community, it's like, yeah, we still get 500,000 concurrent players uh, for Dying Light, 
Uh, and there's a lot of people that have like literally hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of playtime in Dying Light 1. Uh, and, you know, they, they kept updating that game with a lot of free DLC even, uh, new modes and all that. And, you know, that's, yeah, that's a game that deserved to get more attention from from the public at large. Like the people that play it really love it. Uh, but I wish a lot more people played it as well because that game I thought was just great. <laughs> so Bang Light 2, I'm excited for that for sure. Now, they also announced that uh, Choice is going to pl- play a big part in the game, which I'm not sure if that was a thing with the previous game. Not really, no. Not like narratively. Yeah, yeah but they give the example that there are all these factions here and uh, you get this uh, objective for a water tower. And they show two examples where if you go in there and just wreck shop and give the tower to the crew, yes, the city's going to have clean water. Yes, uh, it's going to make every this... Uh, pretty much this utopia however these these people you work for are assholes and they pretty much (laughs) they they take that authority to heart and start like killing people in the streets meanwhile if you team up with them team up with the guys at the water tower yes that group you were telling that i was telling you about go away but now that now there are freaking rioters in the street like laying waste and like bullying people so uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So that was just one example, and apparently there's tons and tons more. So yeah, it looks great. Yeah, man. Ho- hopefully it, it hits, it gets a better, bigger audience than that first one did. Yeah. It does. It deser- It deserves it. Goddamn it. Thoughts and prayers. Speaking <laughs> of thoughts and prayers, we go to Battletoads. Okay, it's it's 2019, and, and... or it's going to be 2019. We're gonna get a Battletoads game. Sure. Why not? So, what if they showed us any part of it, though? Like, even a screenshot. Even a concept art. No, we saw a tongue, Joe. <laughs> like, man. Like, I appreciate Phil Spencer's enthusiasm for Battletoads, but, man, Phil, my dude, those are bad games. You don't, you shouldn't be. <laughs> why, why is this happening? Those games were shit shows. I'm sorry. Like, people look back on Battletoads like it was, like, this landmark game. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was a landmark game and frustration and unnecessary difficulty is what it was. It was all, they're bad games. Yeah. So they're saying that there's going to be three-player co-op. should be great because here's the problem. When people think of this, oh, it's like Double Dragon, right? Well, no. Because every once in a while, it'll put on this bullshit level that's too so unnecessarily hard or that it'd be a pain in the ass. And it's even worse than two-player because if one of you dies, then you both die. So it's like, what the fuck? But anyway. <laughs> so we move on to that to another world premiere as Just Cause 4, Joe. It's coming out December 2018. <laughs> there's another game for you. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a game that definitely didn't leak and we definitely didn't hear about before that. Uh, but yeah, man, that game looked pretty good. Um, it feels like they're kind of taking... They're 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 doing the right things to kind of differentiate it from the previous games because I feel like Just Cause Three kind of was kind of uh, content with just kind of giving you uh, what you loved about Just Cause Two, but now it's on the PS4 and Xbox One, which is like okay, that that'd be all right if the game actually ran well. Um, but here with Just Cause Four, you know, they're bringing back uh, you know the guy from Just Cause Two, uh, Rico Rodriguez or whatever his name was. Um, you know, and the big thing here is that, you know, besides all the crazy shit you can always do, um, now that there are these crazy, you know, weather events happening, 
Um, and they didn't go into a whole lot of detail on it here. They like <laughs> this is like the one thing that they went into detail on uh, during the Square Enix thing. Um, but yeah, the, the, the stuff that they they added to this cost floor looks really great. So I'm excited for that for sure. Awesome. We then get the tease of the night as we think we're going to get the Gears 5 announcement, but it's really for Gears Funko Pops in 2019. And it was funny seeing the mini outrage that lasted for about five minutes. But yeah, yeah, so that's. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, I would have been right there with them if, if that was the Gears announcement they were going to make. I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> But we did get that Gears 5 announcement as we got the female protagonist this time around. <laughs> and uh, so, and it looks like we're just going to ignore Gears 4 and we're going back to the time of the previous antagonist. And uh, yeah, it looks cool. Uh, do, you, do we know this uh, character, by the way, already in the, in the story, Joe? Wait, what? <laughs> What's that question? Uh, the female character, the female protagonist for Gears Five, is that a character we already know? Or uh-huh. okay, yeah. Um, uh, I'm previous uh, contrary to what you just said, Malcolm. This game does not ignore Gears Four at all. Uh, it is a direct continuation to that cliffhanger at Gears Five or Gears Four, um, and the, yeah, it looks to pick up right after that because it's like, yeah, like the very end of that game has this like really weird swerve. You're like, whoa, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> And yeah, it, the trailer they showed kind of builds directly onto that. So I'm I'm really excited to see where that story goes because, um, you know, when when they announced Gears Four originally, it's like man, I don't know, like feels like Gears kind of ran its course, uh, especially after you know Judgment was so goddamn underwhelming. Uh, but you know, Gears Four went a really long way to to kind of getting people back on board. It's like yeah, no, actually we've got plenty more to do with this universe. It's like all right, cool. Um, so I'm really excited for Gears Five for sure. Um, oh, so my mistake. Gears 4 was really great. Well, what was the name of the previous protagonist for Gears? Hello? Hey, uh, what was the name of the previous uh, protagonist on Gears of War? Um, the previous, like, the, like Marcus Phoenix? Marcus Phoenix, thank you. Yeah, I saw I Marcus Martin. Phoenix, and I thought I thought he looked young all of a sudden, because I remember him looking grizzled in 4. But I thought, okay, I guess we went back in time. All right, whatever. But, yeah, apparently it's uh, right back there, which thanks for the correction, Joe. <laughs> so anyway from there we go to phil <laughs> phil one last time as uh he gives us a t- he gets he gives us a little, little chestnuts he's they're working on ai technology they're working on cloud technology to get more games to more people he even teases for the next console and yeah. just as he's about to sign off all of a sudden all the lights die as we see like a bunch of glitchy stuff appear on the monitor and we get the first initial showing kind of of cyberpunk 2077 from cd project red so Mm. now it was essentially all movie so we didn't really see gameplay or anything this game is probably still a little while away anyway as no release window at all was given here no yeah um they were very (laughs) that was very specific them. they're like yeah we don't want to push a release here um until we know for sure, which is smart. Hmm. Um, but yeah, like there was no gameplay during this trailer, but they did have a behind, you know, a closed door demo of that game, uh, which is nearly an hour long. Like, with, like what they did with The Witcher Three. So that, for me, that's super encouraging uh, because uh, they, you know, that Witcher Three demo that I saw, I was able to see that in 2014. That was like an hour long, and like everyone came away from that like, holy shit, <laughs> like this game is gonna be incredible. 
Uh, and that's actually the exact same uh, impression I'm getting out of Cyberpunk 2077 uh, after everyone saw it you know, on the show floor or whatever, was that, holy shit, this game is going to be incredible. Yeah, that, that I was about to say, like, everyone that I've heard from who went to that closed door or a preview uh, basically said this is going to be the one of the greatest games ever. So it's super encouraging, and, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. So that was... Yeah, like, what I'm hearing is... What I'm hearing is that, that, yeah, it's basically Deus Ex meets The Witcher. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty great. That sounds pretty crazy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was Microsoft uh, 2018. Uh, thank God, because, uh, you know, EA did not get this show off to the rock and rolling start that I was hoping for. But Microsoft really brought it. I, I appreciate the fire. I appreciate that they came out and more or less said, "Okay, look, these are we have we have plans. There's reason to want to get an Xbox because you're going to get some really good things. Here's a window to it." Uh, I don't think it was quite the slam dunk, uh, and as uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I- I'm not really looking to get an Xbox still, but I thought it was a really strong showing, and I was arguably one of the best shows we got this year. Uh, Joe, how did you feel about it? Um... I came away extremely impressed by by what Microsoft brought uh, to the show this year. I, I'm being honest; it's probably the best of the big three conferences uh, this year. Um, just because I don't know, like, we'll, I guess we can get into it when we get to the, the other two specifically. But yeah, like I think they they really put it. They 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 realized that like yeah, we we need to like we really need to <laughs> bring the, the Xbox back up to a level playing field here. Uh, and you know, between the game announcements and studio acquisitions, all of it, it just seems like they're they're definitely they're they're going harder in that direction uh, than they have been maybe ever. So I'm 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 glad for it. <laughs> so that'll do it for these the first two conferences. More coming out throughout the week. Once again, just a real quick elapse eclipse, folks. If you liked what you heard, by all means, hit that subscribe button on the podcast app of your Apple device. Or you can find us on such apps as Stitcher Radio, on Pocket Cast, favorite of ours, and most easily on Podbeam. The Podbeam app has us. It's free, and you can download us and hit that subscribe button. Five-star written reviews greatly help out the show as well. You can also find us on our website, thefirmup.com. You can also find our Patreon, patreon.com slash thefirmup. Every little bit helps out there. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter, PSMount for me, Wants23 for Joe, and at the firm up for the show. And, Joe, is there anything I'm forgetting? No, sir. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Uh, Adios.